0: Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you.
1: It's Jordan Jesse Goh. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Hey, this week's Jordan Jesse Go is with one of our. Favorite friends, the great John Hodgman from Judge John Hodgman. It was going to be our Ma- first Max Fund Drive episode during the Max Fund Drive, but the Max Fund Drive got postponed at the very last minute because of world events. So this show is blessedly world events free.
2: <laughs> yeah. So Jesse and I are in the same room uh, for the show. That'll. That's a little weird. Um, but but you know, it was it was it was a different time when people were in the same room
1: yeah and when we all talked about world events <laughs> the conference at Yalta and uh, and yeah and this was going to be a pledge drive episode so there might be a little bit
2: of pledge drive chat in here but um, that should be uh, but yeah that's post- postponed and we'll let you know uh, when it's back on
1: yeah let's get to Jordan Jesse Go and our friend Judge John Hodgman la 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 It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, the Magnet Man. I'm Jordan Morris Boy Detective. Yeah, that's right. I'm the king of magnet fishing
2: now, Jordan. You mean you've been are you doing it or are you just looking at the
1: magnet fishing subreddit a lot? I've not done it even one time mm-hmm. and I frankly wouldn't consider doing it. <laughs> right. But no.
2: you'll but you're but you're into it. Yeah, well, everybody's got to have a hobby. I think we've talked about this on the show before, but just for the for the for the for the audience who uh, you know maybe is tuning in for the first time, who doesn't pay attention to the show but utilizes it as a kind of white noise to get to sleep. Yeah. um, How? What? What? Can you explain magnet fishing? Because I didn't know about this before you told me about it.
1: Yeah, let's introduce our guest. I would love. We have a very exciting guest, and he's a real nut about mags <laughs> he's a real magnet right not to be confused with a dagnut uh our guest of course the host Is Z- nuts a candy Zagnut, right? thank you okay yeah you're right
3: it's it's the best candy bar john hold
1: on john hodgman is the host of the judge john hodgman podcast he's the author of many wonderful books and a humorist you know from film and television uh john hodgman welcome to jordan jesse go it's nice to have you joining us from your home office in brooklyn new york city
3: brooklyn new york city and first of all zagnut best candy bar
2: what now what is in a i know it i just know it as like a comedy poll As like when you need a, a a funny candy name you'll say zagnut you know yeah but
3: uh zagnut made fun of its own name first that was its marketing.
2: Oh yeah, you gotta get out in front of it.
3: <laughs> yeah. Like
2: <laughs> like Morgan Spurlock owned up to his own Me Toos. Zagnut <laughs> Bar made fun of its what's I, I don't I guess I don't know what is in it and or what its campaign was.
3: The Zagnut the reason that I like a Zagnut bar is that it is more savory than sweet. Mm. And as listeners to the Judge John Hodgman podcast, no, and as my friends, Jesse Thorne and perhaps you too, Jordan Morse, because I do count you a friend. Hey, thanks. No. I do not have a I do not have a sweet tooth. I have a alcohol molar. I have an alcohol molar. Well, See? Right, great. I, well, I guess uh, I guess my tagline is a little stale. All
2: right. No, it's
3: great. It's memorable. Because there's no there there's not chocolate in a Zagnut. It is mostly peanut brittle
2: uh-huh.
3: with cocoa oh. and toasted cocoa nut.
2: But it doesn't have any it doesn't have any gin
1: in there, right? <laughs> There's a little gin. Well,
3: you can dunk I mean, it you, in gin if you if you freeze it and use it to stir your martini. You might be getting some.
1: <laughs> Jordan, have you tried gin
2: dunkaroos? <laughs> I know, and apparently I yeah. I haven't been living. Yeah, <laughs> my life starts today.
3: Also, I, I would like you to reintroduce me by my new tagline uh, or or a radio name, Johnny Bubbleicious. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jesse, redo the intro. <laughs> Our guest on the program is the host of the Morning Zoo over there on KYLD, Wild FM.
3: Wild, jo- wild, wild, Johnny Bubblicious. <laughs> Johnny
1: O. Behave. I'm the soundboard that plays Austin Powers <laughs> clips. Yeah. I figured you were just the real-life Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> I am, baby. I, I'm
2: here from the 60s <laughs> to be politically incorrect. Rawr. Rawr.
3: I am Johnny Bubblicious because, yeah. well... Uh, Jesse Thorne may be uh, what are you the magnet fishing king?
1: Yeah, I'm the magnet king.
3: You're the magnet magnate.
2: yeah, oh, that's good. Good punch up, John
3: i uh, I don't do magnet fishing myself. My hobby these days is chewing up a bubble gum, typically bubbleicious, uh-huh. putting it on the end of the string and dropping it down drain pipes to get coins.
2: Wow Ooh. now how how much money would do you think you've made? factoring in the cost of the
1: gum?
3: Zero money. Mm-hmm. And three unfortunate encounters with a mystical evil clown.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I really, uh, I can't can't blow bubblegum bubbles Mm -hmm. anymore because of the hazard of my expansive facial hair. Right. But I feel like one of the great fears of my childhood was that I would blow a giant bubblegum bubble. And I loved bubblegum. Uh, don't get me wrong, Jordan. Bubblegum bubble gum, in a dish. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> how, just... many, how many visas? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I feel like I it was hard to remember which of the bubble gums were the kind that's easy to peel off your face, mm-hmm. and which were the ones that just get stuck on your face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What were the easy to peel gums? Well, there was like a, like a, one of the. F- you know the ones that you buy actually in the candy area, not out yeah. of a jar. You know what I'm talking about, like yeah. a like a bubble like a bubble yum, that kind of thing. Right, rather than
3: bubble yum, I I feel like had a rep for not sticking all over your face.
1: Yeah, whereas like I think that a fleer gum or a bazooka gum, those were yeah. dangerous. Yeah. But a bazooka maybe was in between. I, I can't remember exactly
2: uh the my my gum issue as a child. Yeah. And let's John we'll get to your childhood gum issues after this cuz we're doing a childhood gum issue roundtable. I
3: had ter- I had terrible gingivitis. It's true. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
2: um was like I loved Big League Chew, but it is so it would it would dissolve and then I would accidentally swallow it because wow. it just became it just it becomes not a solid, it becomes like a like a weird grainy like a like a grainy liquid in your mouth, and then I would accidentally swallow it, right. and then panic about the, you know, gum in my tummy that uh, was is going to grow grow into, a a, <laughs> grow into an acorn tree. Yes,
3: exactly. <laughs> now, BL B. Chew, Big League Chew, yeah. BLC was the one that was in a phony uh, chewing tobacco yes. pouch that
1: was invented, and it
3: was it came in shreds, right? Like chewing, like yeah. It, Instead of instead of chewing tobacco, you would chew. And the it dumb. had a,
1: yeah, like a big-cheeked cartoon baseball guy on it.
3: And I think it was right.
1: invented by Jim Boughton, uh, the author of the, base- the humorous baseball memoir Ball Four, the classic baseball mm. memoir Hall- Ball Four. That Elliot Kalin started a conversation with me about. Apparently, sports hel- hating our friend sports hating Elliot Kalin has read Ball Four. Very funny book.
3: Yeah, I've never heard of it.
1: Was it invented, Brian? You're looking this up, right? It might have been invented by Bill Spaceman Lee. That's also possible. But I think it was
3: inv- invented by Jim Boughton. It was created by Portland Mavericks left-hander Rob Nelson and Batboy Todd Field, then pitched, ha-ha, to the Wrigley Company by fellow Maverick and former New York Yankee all-star Jim Boughton. There you go. Oh. As a fun imitation of the tobacco chewing uh, lip cancer forming habit common among ballplayers in the 70s. It's
1: a legitimately fun thing to pretend you're chewing tobacco, it's cool. but it's actually bubblegum. Just as it's legitimately fun to smoke bubblegum cigarettes. Absolutely.
3: Uh Yeah. And it's legitimately fun to inject yourself with bubble gum out of a candy syringe.
1: <laughs> and then, hey, who doesn't love a hit off the caramel bong, huh? Okay, so magnet fishing, <laughs> magnet fishing, guys. This is what right. magnet fishing is. Yeah, you get, and I do know. I only know that's this. when a magnet pretends to be a model on the internet
2: <laughs> and then gets on a dating app.
1: Uh, magnets, how do they work? Sure. <laughs> uh, still pretty funny. <laughs> I liked that. That was fun. <laughs> it was great because it showed that the uh, that even the most ridiculous among us have a well de- developed sense of awe. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I I really supported them in, in that endeavor. Because I, I, honestly, I went to college four years of college. Uh, Still don't know. I have no idea how magnets work. Mm-hmm. It's something about yeah. positives and negatives, but I couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you either.
3: Mag- magnetic fields, I believe, and I'm not talking about the band.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was talking about the band. I believed that they were responsible for how magnets work. So you get like a 500-pound <laughs> magnet.
3: What if, what if the answer to Insane Clown Posse's question, magnets, how do they work? Someone actually took them aside and go, well, there's a... It was a kind of emo art rock band,
2: <laughs> and they're like, we know we've toured with them extensively on the weirdest double bill of all time.
3: Well, we got to get the magnetic fields of the gathering.
1: That's that's also yeah. how we know Yo Yo Ma. <laughs> you guys gonna go see uh, Limp Biscuit and
2: Tame Impala this weekend? Yep. Nope.
3: That would be look. That would be a cruise. All right, go ahead. <laughs> right, the the upsetting dissonance cruise.
2: <laughs> Oh, boy, there would be so many Tame Impala fans getting pantsed, pantsed and wedgied. <laughs> yeah, that really is true. And then yeah. then told they
1: have a stain on their shirt and then getting their nose flicked. So you get yourself a 500-pound magnet, yeah. which is a magnet that I learned from this subreddit. can, If it has perfect contact on half-inch steel, mm-hmm. can lift 500 pounds of material. Right. You get yourself.
3: You can. So the on. magnet itself does not weigh 500 pounds. That's a ranking.
1: Right. Exactly. No, it's a it's a power. It's a power ranking. Right. Uh, it's number two behind only the New England Patriots. <laughs> uh, Why? It is a. It, it is like a round about the size of a hockey puck. Mm-hmm. It looks like magnet that has a carabiner on the back. You tie a rope to it using a rope that you learned, rope knot that you learned when you were in Boy Scouts. Because one hundred percent, if you're doing this, you were in Boy Scouts. I can verify this from the pictures of adult men doing Mm -hmm. it on this subreddit. One hundred percent of them were in Boy Scouts. And then you throw it off a bridge and try to catch metal things under under the sea, the river, or yeah, or under the sea. Yeah, right, right. Uh well it's better down where
3: it's wetter. Yeah. <laughs> Things are much hotter under the water. Yeah. yeah.
2: Am I the only one
1: without a pull from the little mermaid song under the sea? Yeah. Come I on. feel like such a fool. You be more of a beauty and the beast, man. <laughs> hey, sing you, us a little bit of Les Pousson. Can
2: we do, can we do a Colors of the Wind run? <laughs> God, I couldn't even do that either. I feel like I such know. a fool. You're like oh. I don't know
3: magenta? Yeah. <laughs> you had zagnut almost literally in your pocket and you couldn't come up with a oh, yeah uh-huh.
2: but i didn't but i had zagnut in my pocket pocket without knowing quite what a zagnut was yeah anyway
1: i mean but here's the thing about magnet fishing that yeah. makes it so amazing this is a subreddit with 55,000 members mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so this is not it's look it's not you know model trains so you're trying but
2: so you're trying to so, you're trying to kind of catch things that have become stuck under the river. Yeah. So, you're trying to be in luck there, down in the muck there. There's <laughs> one. Sorry. Yeah. If I didn't come up with an under the sea <laughs> lyric, I would have flogged myself like a Catholic saint when I got home.
3: You know, and yours yours was an original. Yours was a freestyle. No, it wasn't. That's from the song. Really? Luck there down in the she muck goes, there.
2: Yeah, we in luck here down in the muck here under the sea. Oh, that, I didn't yeah. know that was.
3: That's long.
1: a good good Sebastian impression.
2: By yeah, by,
3: let's by not. Way. Thank you. I let's not do a Sebastian impression. Actually, <laughs> I
2: decided not to. <laughs> Someone, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. So you throw, you know that lovable character from Breakfast at Tiffany's.
1: I think he sounds a little something. (laughs) So, under but here is the thing. So like this is not that wildly dissimilar from some other hobbies that I can think of. Number one, standard fishing, Mm -hmm. uh, where you where you use a baited hook right to catch fish.
3: Yeah, this is this is you know the term fishing comes from the fish. Uh, Yeah. Exactly. So what you're describing is less fishing and more junking.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so and then the
3: second the second hobby that's similar to is metal
1: detecting. Right? right. Like guys get a metal detector, and I'm saying guys because this is not something women do, but guys get a metal detector and they go out in a field and they go up and down looking for metal. But their their dream is that if they do this long enough, they'll find a golden ring they mm-hmm. They'll find yeah. gold. Yeah, that's that's the best case scenario, right?
2: Is a piece of treasure, like a like a like a scepter, a crown, just like a classic
1: piece of treasure. Yeah, a doubloon. A doubloon, pirate sword. What would you say are the top 5 treasures? Okay, scepter. Yeah, number 1. Is that number 1? <sighs> I would you think put I that it's of It's sticking
2: crown? out of the chest. It's so prominent. <laughs> yeah. It's sticking out of the chest. Yeah. Okay. For me, for me for personally, you. my personal treasure ranking, scepter's got to be one because of its uh, phallic. Prom- shape. Well, I'm. It's prominence, yes. Okay. Like like it's the phallic prominence. Yes, exactly. It's erect prominence. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna go scepter. I'm gonna go crown. I'm gonna go coin
1: because that makes up the bulk of the treasure. So you're saying coin, any coin. I mean, yeah, well, you're not doubloon. even you're not even saying doubloon or piece of eight.
2: Uh, I mean, I don't know what kind of treasure this is. I don't know if this is, you know, a, from a Spanish galleon. I don't know if this is, you know, something right. Byzantine. I don't know. Right. But huh? I know that there's a scepter. I know there's a crown and I know there's a lot of coins that make up the bulk of it. Right. So that's top three. Four. String of Pearls. Yeah, I think that's right. I've agreed. five, the friends we made along the way.
3: <laughs> John, top five treasures. Well, I wanted to wait out your list, first of all, to give the listeners a chance to fire up their email programs <laughs> and start writing their incredibly verbose pushbacks on Jesse Thorne mm-hmm. for saying that people could go magneto fishing for a, a ring of gold no, because gold is not magnetic. I didn't and didn't that. I was I got- building to
1: something, John, which is oh. that the the problem with magnet fishing is you can't get anything good. It's impossible right. to get a good thing because the only valuable thing that's under the river is yes. gold. Gold, and you can't. And gold is not magnetic. And silver or is silver, not magnetic. Silver either. earrings, right? And so.
3: What? I just wanted to get I just wanted to give those listeners a chance to write their email <laughs> and
1: waste all their time. I was building to that before we got into the treasure rankings. So this is what this is I'll what, just improvise some hold music while while people write
2: their angry emails. Dear
3: sir. What hmm?
1: <laughs> your call is important to us. So here are the top here are the top posts. Uh, over the last year on slash r slash mm-hmm. magnet fishing on reddit right first of all a suit of armor now i'm not going to tell you that this is a historical suit of armor this is very clearly like left over from a spanish restaurant or something like that i mean you can see this is not it's holding a sword for one thing yeah <laughs> yeah sure
3: this uh, is a thing that was found, or a thing that someone is hoping for.
1: That's the thing that someone found. Someone oh. someone pulled that out of a what looks like a, a beautiful bucolic lake. Yeah, I mean, it sure. is it is clearly a prop from something. It's fucking cool, though. It is yeah. pretty good. I'd put that in my garden. There's no doubt Absolutely. about that. Yeah, and
2: the kind of it, the the kind of rust and the you know the wear and tear of the river is, has has made it look you know pretty ancient. So yeah, it does yeah.
1: look quite
3: ancient. Number two. That's what you get when you go magneto fishing outside of River Run, the ancient family castle of the Tullys in <laughs> <laughs> Game of Thrones land. Mm.
1: Uh, number two is a hatchet that had that was really beat up, and the person who found it cleaned it up with their son, and uh, it looks very nice now. Okay, uh, they wrapped a handle around it, uh, shined it up, gave it a blade, gave it a blade again. Also pretty cool. Uh, then you got a gun and a mortar. Yeah. So, so baby, people are just trying to get weapons, right? (laughs) Weapons is a big part of this hobby, as far as I can tell. There's a lot of machetes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Everyone really is trying to get a sword. That's ultimately people are shooting for a sword. I mean, that's a great goal. Uh, Then, like, number five on this list with 1.9 thousand upvotes. So nearly 2,000 people both saw this and clicked an arrow. Yeah. Is just... A computer covered in mud, just a computer covered in mud
2: <laughs> I mean it does everything everything you've shown me, yeah, everything that gets pulled out of it has a has a really kind of captivating haunted look to it
1: that is true,
2: so I mean maybe they are just kind of into the aesthetic of something that has been you know you know under the water you know being eroded slowly by time. Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean it does look, it does look pretty cool.
3: There is a there is a a hobby uh that uh is called mudlarking. Okay. And that is when you go on a beach at low tide or particularly along the banks of the River Thames. I know this cuz my wife is reading a book about mudlarking at the River Thames. And you just dig through the mud and pull out all kinds of weird stuff.
2: Mudlarking at the River Thames sounds like a movie that would have been nominated for an Oscar in 1996.
3: I felt like it sounded like a, um, uh, what's the band? XTC. Oh, sure. XTC. (laughs) Mudlarking. Right.
1: I may have read that book that your wife is reading because I read a book that had a whole part about mudlarking at the River Thames. It ultimately became about the birth of epidemiology as they track down a cholera epidemic. But the first chapter is just about uh it, it is just about different like garbage collecting jobs of Victorian Engl- England including yeah. glimmers and like people who collect poop, that was a big job. Sure. That
2: that's was
3: called a-, a that's called a gong farmer. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> so what just learned that word.
2: Wait, wait, so guys I guess I don't know what mudlarking is still.
3: Well, it's like magneto fishing, but instead of using a magnet, you use your own hands. Oh, okay. To pull out stuff that has been dumped into the river or to the ocean and then got stuck in the mud
1: and you try and you're trying to find like because it's the banks of the river thames and london has been there for 1800 years or whatever it is uh you're looking for like a a, a teacup from 1820
3: gotcha basically yeah that's that's the one that's the one thing you're, everyone's looking for and if you don't find that 1820 teacup you throw it back so like a game
1: <laughs> for most of the history of London, the Thames was where you put all of your garbage
2: so I guess if you are so I guess it's, it's if you were magneto fishing or you know mud larking in America like the best you can hope for is you know something that was sweet dis- penny I was gonna
1: say something that was like discarded <laughs> off the wall of a TGI Fridays in 1995. yeah, that's right uh the next thing on the list. Uh, on the magnet fishing is a full size trampoline. Mm-hmm. Like wow. I'm talking about like a 10, 12 foot across trampoline, not which number one, I don't know how they pulled that out. Number two, I have no idea how a trampoline gets into a river. Yeah. That's a big concern for me. Number three, trampolines are not the safest hobby. In the best of circumstances. I mean, you have to sign a lot of waivers if you go to that indoor trampoline park or oh, whatever. Yeah. And I'm sure they built those for maximum safety. I don't know how much I would trust a previously submerged <laughs> trampoline.
3: I mean, if you're using an old trampoline and the and the rebound is low, there's a chance you might not break your neck in half using it. Yeah. You might actually survive being
1: on it. <laughs> then from then on it's basically just knives and guns. But the thing is is like if you find a knife or a gun underwater it, it was used in a crime? It's nothing. The well, A, it was used in a crime, but B, it's not like you can like you're like, "Oh gosh, I wish I had a knife." And then you throw your magnet and you pull a knife out, you're like, "Perfect. This will do exactly right. I'll cut with this." <laughs> it's a you're basically pulling a piece of driftwood out of the water. You know what I mean? Yeah. Here's your re, here's your related communities for the magnet fitching subreddit. Mm-hmm. You know it's, I, I want it give me mudlarkers. It's suggesting it's suggesting alternatives. The first one you guys won't be surprised to hear is metal detecting. Mm-hmm. As it should right. be. Number 2, uh, axe craft a uh,
3: me, uh, metal metal detector ring.
1: Yeah, metal detector. No, metal detecting.
3: Well, they they spelled it wrong then.
1: Well, maybe your detectorist-fueled expertise is only applicable in the United Kingdom.
3: I think I know a little bit more than a Reddit board dedicated (laughs) to this hobby by actual practitioners because I watched uh, a TV show, three three seasons of a wry comedy called Detectorists.
1: Number two is called Axe Craft, a place to show some love for axes and saws. Uh, number three, R slash Cunnilingus is the <laughs> yeah. third one. Well, you know, eating ain't cheating. Sure. Uh, number four is CVS receipts, a place to <laughs> post all your images of receipts from CVS. Mm-hmm.
3: I, I am so, I am gonna
1: join that community so, so hard. Uh, number five is trains. I think that makes sense. The home for all things, Iron Horse, <laughs> right? Uh, which is just another word for trains. Uh. Number six is crossview. Crossview is dedicated to the stereoscopic free viewing method of cross viewing. This is Magic Eye, the Reddit group. This is all this is all so wholesome. I mean, like, when I
2: think of Reddit, the like, you know, you could be looking at something wholesome, but there is the the darkness is right over its shoulder. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's such a, you know, you're like, oh, I'm gonna look at you know, old training videos from Chuck E. Cheese. I want to see some old training videos from Chuck E. Cheese. I'm going to go to Reddit, and then it, it, three clicks, you're getting a dragon fucking a car, In, <laughs> so, or or three or fewer. But this seems to be a little a little web of kind of wholesome, kind of 1950s style,
1: you know. Outdoor shenanigans This is all in my mind Things that guys Who would wander through a hobby store Are doing Instead of bomb building (laughs)
2: Sure (laughs) Channeling
1: that energy They came to a fork in the road And they took the road less traveled Mm -hmm. And it was uh, bomb building Then fossil ID Eh, It's fun for fossils I know you're a paleo nut Jordan You know me Uh, then ask keto now ask a shitty mechanic is the next one okay what is this thing and gerariums what in the world is a gerarium gerarium your own mini ecosystem
2: Oh, I thought it was maybe a terrarium where all the animals inside have a, have a little Jerry curl. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cute, huh? Yeah, iguana. My terrarium has the wet look. Um, John, do you do you mess around on Reddit at all?
3: I'm sorry, I'm too busy looking at R slash uh, CVS receipts right now.
2: What were you talking about? <laughs> I was wondering if you mess around on Reddit yourself. Uh,
3: I've I've recently uh, taken to Reddit because I've enjoyed. The Maximum Fun subreddit, which is also a very wholesome place.
2: Yeah, pretty wholesome.
3: But as I mentioned to Jesse Thorne on Judge John Hodgman, and as you pointed out, Jordan, the darkness is is just around the corner on Reddit. And it was not long before I discovered, am I the asshole? (laughs) A Reddit for people writing in saying uh, how they acted like assholes and they wanted to confirm that they were assholes or they didn't think they were acting like assholes. And then people vote. And it's a really kind of dark version of Judge John Hodgman. Oh, boy. And it has re- quickly replaced Yelp as my favorite collection of short fiction written by highly unreliable narrators. <laughs> it's really very dramatic and depressing.
2: Uh, I think you, um, I, I actually, uh, look, remind me to uh, to double back to I recently joined Next Door. Uh-huh. Um, but I wanted to ask, John, I know you're a fan of like, um, uh, like, like hockey teams that aren't around anymore.
3: Yeah, that's the only sport I'm into—is extinct hockey teams.
2: That seems to be something you could that that would have a Reddit community around it.
3: Oh, well, let's find out if there is. I'm going to be very mad that I that I didn't know about it. Yeah. Extinct hockey. Let's see what happens. Uh, sorry, there was no community results for extinct hockey. Wow! How do I start a commu- Create community. Oh, this is very exciting. <laughs> extinct hockey. Topics. Add a primary topic. Uh, activism, addiction support, careers, ethics. Oh, extinct hockey. It's right here in the pull-down menu. I'll say sports. I guess right. Yeah, I think so. Huey Lewis, sports. <laughs> this is a discussion. How it, how should I phrase it? This is a discussion area for fans of the Hartford Whalers and other extinct hockey teams my name is john hodgman the end okay it is totally public wow adult content should i make it an 18 plus year old community yeah, i mean i think just 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 plan ahead
2: for you know
3: i mean that's it's gonna, gonna that's get,
2: gonna get saucy right is it, it's is gonna it gonna be my job to, to moderate
3: this now yeah i mean I this, is,
2: this might become a full-time job depending on how popular this
3: gets <laughs> oh boy Yep, there we go. Extinct underscore hockey. Ugh. Yeah, I am joined. Yeah, not like that underscore. And now name. it wants me to create the ideal extinct hockey post. I'll get to that later. Okay. What? I'll what have to think about what that would be? Yeah,
2: I mean, for you, it's the you're interested in mainly the logos.
3: I like the logos of the Hartford Whalers and the the Quebec Nordiques, mm. uh, the Atlanta Flames. Uh, is a cool logo. A lot of them are. A lot of these teams that I got interested in joined the NHL after being part of the World Hockey League in the 1970s and redesigned their logos then. So it's that really deep, thick-line Aaron Draplin-style 70s design that I like.
2: Uh, have either of you guys fucked around on the Nextdoor app?
3: No. no. Is that where you spy on your neighbors?
1: Guys, I got so sucked into Am I the Asshole. <laughs> oh, just oh, now?
3: Wow. <laughs> yeah, give us an example of what— Well, yeah, what's an Of, example? of, a, of a sad shorts? Like they are like these minis— Miniature Raymond Carver, sad short stories about broken families and lives.
1: Uh, am I the asshole for donating my deceased daughter's college fund instead of giving it to my husband's daughter?
4: <sighs> Whoa! Am
1: yeah. I the asshole for uh, leaving my girlfriend crying upstairs to play poker with the boys downstairs? Which, by the way, takes some crazy turns and ended up being judged not an asshole.
3: Yeah, I read that uh, one. It was a, that was a roller coaster. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Uh,
1: The really intense one that I read that was profoundly sad was, am I the asshole for telling my soon-to-be ex-husband he will not be allowed in the birthing room? Okay. Yeah.
2: There's yeah. also uh there's also uh our, our all of our mutual buddies, uh, uh buddy Nick Weiger is very into a subreddit called R slash dead bedrooms. <laughs> it's about people who are married but don't fuck anymore. It's oh my it's God. wild.
1: It's wild. <laughs> oh, the level of darkness. <laughs> I <laughs> We're talking about below the surface. This is right there. There's no right. dog whistling here. No. Uh-uh. It's just intense pure darkness. Intense feeling. What's this? I've never been I've never been a member of Nextdoor. All I've ever heard about it is that it's a, is that it's a local social media platform mm-hmm. dedicated to letting you know when someone of the wrong race walks past your neighborhood.
2: Yeah, John, is this something you've done at all? No. OK, so I I had heard that, too, is that it is that, yeah. you know, it is a place to kind of, you know, it's kind of it's kind of a local thing. You kind of join a little social network for your neighborhood. Yeah. And, you know, I think the idea is to, you know, communicate with people in your community, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But kind of the, you know. The reputation The reputation, the thing I've heard about it is that it's a place to see how awful your neighbors are. Yeah. It's a place for, you know, just like, you know, very local concerns and, you know, it's usually... uh, Yeah, it's usually just kind of like, uh, you know, I saw a a teen in a hoodie, you know, kind of that sort of thing.
1: And I want to be clear, as I replayed the way that I described it in my mind... Mm -hmm. I don't think I was quite clear enough that that wasn't my perspective on my neighborhood. Yeah. So I want to be clear. That's what I've heard other people do on this app. Yeah. And I, I find the, that behavior to be despicable.
2: So I I I got- So like these are hard. just
3: people like ratting out their neighbors and strangers in the neighborhood to fuel paranoia and, in, and increase division, correct?
2: Yeah. Uh, I I think that is what you will hear about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or looking for lost pets.
3: But but they're but they're written reports. It's not like it's not like nextdoor.com has posted a lot of cameras all over these neighborhoods so that you can monitor them you can monitor the streets from the safety group. No, oh
2: no, not that I not that I know.
3: It's of. not like the doorbell cameras that everyone's into where they're where yeah. they're trading pictures of people who come to their doors.
2: Right, exactly. Right okay, next I But I, we can all agree it's fun on one of those when the Amazon guy does a little dance. <laughs>
1: You seen those? Those are fun. No. I feel like an ne-
2: Amazon guy comes sometimes and he does a little dance and it goes viral.
1: Nextdoor is a brand that's carefully chosen for either approachability or to be suitable for pornography. That is oh it is not suitable for pornography. No, to be suitable for pornography. Like I feel like if I had an app on my phone mm. called Nextdoor, it would either be a very friendly app or a pornography app
2: how what you're about you're defining an app what about the what about the what about it seems like it would be have pornography on it i'm i'm having a trouble following your logic
1: it just feels like a. It feels like a, a, a subreddit dedicated to a specific kind of pornography. I don't. Like I, peeping. I haven't nailed down what exactly the type of pornography. Something is. about it arouses you. It's, no, something it's about not. About the phrase next door. It concerns <laughs> me. It you. gives okay. again. It gives
2: it me gives pause. You, yes, it gives you have a you have a, a you have a trepidation boner. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> So I I got, like, a hard copy piece of junk mail for Nextdoor yeah. with, like, a code to get into, you know, your neighborhoods next door. And I'm right. like, well, I, I'll give this a shot. This might—maybe this is—who hey, knows? I'd like hey, to see what everybody's talking you're
3: about. You're still doing comedy, right? So this could yeah. be some material for you. Exactly. I'm,
2: We're talking about it on I'm your, the podcast. I'm your
3: dad. I'm your dad and, in
1: this situation. Yeah. Oh, thank, yeah. <laughs> thanks, Dad. <laughs> and, Jordan, like, you don't love social media. I know that about you. Mm-hmm. You know, you use Twitter— just you, you, you'll post, you'll post a joke every once in a mm-hmm. while. You'll post Jordan Jesse Go when it goes up. You avoid Facebook. Mm-hmm. You're not on Instagram. Yeah, but I do know how much you love junk mail.
2: I do, I do. I love, I love a value pack of coupons. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're getting twenty percent off your Indian food. Pick up only, mm-hmm. not delivery. Can't they can't deliver couple it bucks, with those margins? Couple bucks off on a car wash. Sure. Uh and let's not forget the good folks at Bed Bath and Beyond.
1: Wait a minute, Jordan. Are we talking about CVS receipts again? <laughs> I don't. Know. No, you guys are should, we?
3: You guys should look at that CVS receipts. You understand what the CVS receipts thing is all about, right? How long they are? Yeah, it's just people posting <laughs> pictures like, of their incredibly long CVS receipts. They are pretty long. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fun. My best piece of junk mail, or the one that I always think about, now dates back at least 20 years. I received a mailer from Domino's Pizza in my apartment in Manhattan when I lived there. And it was addressed to, not to me, it was addressed to... uh Pizza lover or current resident? <laughs>
2: <laughs> now, pizza lover—that seems like a pornography. Yeah, but
3: we hope pizza lover is still living there. But if not, maybe maybe you pizza neutral person who's living there now could give this a shot. Pizza liker, pizza lover or current resident. Pizza lover is a, is a porn name for sure. No, oh, yeah. Um. So I
2: joined the next door, and I and in my initial scroll, I found it to be. As comically wholesome as the magnet fishing subreddit. Really, the number one most talked about thing when I booted it up for the first time was people. When you booted it up, huh? When I booted it up, <laughs> when you, when it, yeah, I flipped I, that I, big red switch. I still have a a reel to real supercomputer
3: from
1: yeah. the 80s. You had to make some adjustments to the BIOS, but once you once right, you did exactly. that,
3: and I had to turn mean, on all the cool. You said when fan. you booted it up.
2: Yeah. yeah. You're when talking about when, when, next when door. you puked
3: it on a beach in Quincy in high school?
2: <laughs> is that a, is that a uh, Massachusetts term for yeah, puking? Yeah, to, to boot. Yeah, to boot. boot.
3: Boot and rally.
2: Boot and rally. Yeah. So so the number one thing people were talking about mm-hmm. when I first scrolled down next door, the most popular, you know, up, their version of Upvote was uh, someone wanting to start a neighborhood Canasta club. Oh. holy shit and a canasta is also one of those things that i know as a comedy poll, but i don't quite know what it is it's like an like an old person's board game it's a board game
3: i thought I it was a card it's a card game. Game.
2: game it might be a card game something like that
1: it's like uh it's like bridge or something
2: isn't it yeah it's a it, that makes sense
3: it is it it's from the spanish for basket it's a card game of the rummy know. family of games uh, i believe it be a variant of 500 rum
1: and like to be clear Jordan, mm-hmm. you know, Los Angeles is a very suburban city relative to other cities of its size, but you live in a relatively urban part of Los Angeles. Like this is apartment dwellers and this is like if you're if you're picturing cul-de-sacs mm-hmm. a- at home, that's not Jordan's lifestyle. Yeah, so so canasta club a lot of enthusiasm about. Really, how many how many comments on Canasta Club? Uh, to, enough to make it the top post. Yeah, and it was so so. We're Canasta Club. Canasta, by the way, could also be a pornography
3: thing. Do you think this is a genuine like old old person Canasta Club, or is this some I... um, like? Oh, like oh a... my mahjong tiles didn't arrive, so I thought it would be hilarious to play Canasta. <laughs>
2: Right. Um I don't I don't know. Good, good good question. I didn't uh I didn't I didn't There's
3: only one way to find out.
2: Exactly. Join the
1: Canasta club.
3: Undercover Canasta with Jordan Morris.
1: <laughs> I think hipsters these days are into axe throwing and whist. Right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Don't wake Daddy. <laughs> we, we just uh, bring over some uh, micro brews and we play a little mouse trap.
3: <laughs> Don't
2: wake Daddy. I forgot
3: about that one. No,
2: mm. yeah, it's yeah. the easily the best game about not waking Daddy. Yeah, yeah also a good porn app. <laughs>
3: sure. Would Uh, you start a Parcheesi club for your neighborhood and post it next door and see who comes by?
2: Again, I don't quite know what Parcheesi is. I know it as a comedy poll. But yeah, I should post about the Parcheesi club and see if there's enough and see if it gets more or less enthusiasm than the
3: Canasta club. Here's the post. Hey, my name's Jordan and I live here. Come teach me Parcheesi.
1: (laughs) First, explain what it is. Remember in college when our friends started a risk club? And then it just like tore a bunch of friendships apart. Oh, I'm not surprised.
2: Yeah, that is the number one thing risk does. (laughs) We got to hole up in Australia. Just hole up in Australia. Let everybody else take each other out. (laughs) Um. So canasta club. Yeah. Uh. A kitten had a hurt paw, and the owner was wondering about good vets in the area. Oh. Had a Uh, fun photo of the little
1: kitty. Oh, but did it show its little hurt paw? (laughs) It did. He had an ouchie. Was it wrapped in, I'm imagining it wrapped in a little tiny bandage. He had a little thing around it, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. That's
0: oh nice.
2: So, And I'm scrolling down this thing and I'm like, what? What in the world do people have? A, this is so wholesome. Like, like it. This is. This is a. This is Ned Flanders' Facebook.
3: Do you want me to? Do you want me to Reddit it for you? Do you want me to show you the dark side of all of these posts?
2: Yeah. I mean. Okay. So here's. So here.
3: Canasta Club. Canasta Club is obviously a dude trying to. Trap some grannies.
2: <laughs> right. That's his, right. That's his, uh, that's his sexual kink is granny trapping.
3: What was the next one?
2: <laughs> trapping and fapping. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> what,
3: um. What was after the canasta cave? So
2: the one that I clicked like on.
3: Yeah. Oh, the hurt paw, by the way. That's a Munchausen's by proxy situation. Oh, but wow. Sure. The guy, interspecies Munchausen's by proxy. He's in-
2: intentionally injuring his cat so he gets more sympathy.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And so the one that I clicked like on was someone who said, "Hey, just thought, just wanted to post here that the best croissants in town are from the Delice bakery." Um, Always love grabbing a croissant from the Delice Bakery And I'm like, oh, that's a great tip I love a, I love a be- breakfast pastry I'm going to click like on that And remind myself to head to the Delice Bakery What are your top five breakfast pastries? <sighs> I mean, number one is scone I just love a scone I'm having such a scone moment in my really? life right now I think about scones so much I
1: was just reading in Mademoiselle That scones are having a moment
3: That feels more of an afternoon tea
1: Oh, I'm having it at 8.30 Sweet or savory? Whatever you got, I'm only a savory scone man. Get your get your cranberries out of my scone. I don't want any blueberries right now. No currants. No,
2: <laughs> <laughs> not a single currant.
1: No. Whoa, heavens! Save the currants oh, for your pastilles. That's oh. what I say.
2: Um. Yeah. Scone. Top three breakfast pastries. Scone.
3: Do- scone donut croissant. Scones, dones, and crones.
1: <laughs> Stones, dones, and crones. Do you like a standard <laughs> croissant? you like a chocolate croissant or a cheesy croissant? Whatever you got. Ham and cheese croissant? Ham and cheese. I love a ham and cheese croissant. When I- Chorizo? I've had a chorizo in a croissant. That sounds oh. fantastic. It's rules. Sold one chorizo croissant to me. I feel like a, a ham and cheese croissant is something that when I'm traveling, I can buy at a local coffee shop that is enough food that I feel like I ate breakfast when there isn't breakfast available at the hotel uh, in an affordable form.
3: Yeah, it's a good, it's a good one. Jesse's got some great snack hacks. I yeah. have to say, having traveled with Jesse on the road as you have as well, Jordan. Sure. Jesse, Jesse likes a snack. Nay, Jesse needs a snack.
1: Yeah, migraine triggers. Got to manage them.
3: Yeah, and I'm and I'm and I'm someone who like I, I'm a little snack averse. Because I'm trying, I'm trying to keep the tummy down. You know what sure. I mean. But when I'm with Jesse, I'm like, I'm gonna snack it up. Yeah. And he always knows. He always has some great snack hacks. Ham and cheese croissant. Yeah. Uh, what's another snack hack? Well, you let's were... get off. Let's get off the road and go to this old bookstore that is also a diner or whatever. Hand, yeah. Hand, that was great. Handful of nuts.
1: Yeah. Handful of nuts.
3: Handful Ooh. of nuts. Tough
1: to beat. So, Jordan, what was the?
2: So I clicked like on the delice Bakery. Yeah. And just I'm like. I'm like I don't know what peoples deal with this next door thing it seems innocuous enough to
3: me oh it's a child trafficking ring <laughs>
2: <laughs> <The> Delise <laughs> De- De- bakery uh and but then I got email i I had not like appropriately changed my email setting so I would I would I got email updates every time someone would post on this delise yeah, bakery post yeah sure and then it was peep and then but so this person made a post try the croissants and then the the next 10 posts were people going, fuck that place. Those are the worst croissants in town. They don't even make them with real butter. I've been to France, and I've had croissants, and just people bragging about having been to France, and ah. then having, like, what the best croissant in France is. It was just the most, and we got a Passover for cake from there and had to throw it in the trash. People hate hating the Delice Bakery. Might as well have been a Lent cake. Yeah. It's a Passover t- cake that tasted like a Lent cake. Um... And so I, I saw the vitriol and the darkness in next door, um, all directed at the Delise Bakery.
1: Fucking Delise wow. Bakery.
2: And you know what? I went there. I was so curious because this, this, it, had, it had stuck in my brain.
3: That's a lot of emotion for about croissants.
2: Yeah. All just all cat. Fuck that place.
3: Fuck that right. place, people said.
2: Anyway, I grabbed a croissant. Pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> did what you kind did you get? Chime back in. Just a standard, standard croissant and a nice coffee. Nice way to start the day. Yeah, that sounds yeah, nice. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it was nice. I w- the iced coffee didn't have a ton of ice in it. Okay, it could it melted pretty quick and the coffee became you know just tepid.
1: Kind of, yeah, tepid.
2: You know not fuck that place. Fuck. That. <laughs> I've been to France. I've been to France.
1: They have ice there. Anyway. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan hey. Morris, Boy Detective. Hey, a lot of folks have been asking, what can what can I do to help Max Fun? Uh, We're very grateful for any help you have. We're, of course, grateful for everybody who joins MaxFun at MaximumFun.org slash join. Uh, But there's also something that you can do that does not involve penny one that will make a big difference for us.
2: Uh, Yeah, MaxFun is running a survey to figure out which advertisers are a good fit for our
1: audience. We are still audience supported, but uh, advertising is uh, important to us. And of course, uh, right now, uh, things are a little up in the air, so being able to tell advertisers who we, what kind of person actually listens to our shows makes a big difference. It's uh, so a real quick survey, less than 10 minutes. You get something at the end, you get a, a discount in the Max MaxFun store, and uh, we will be very grateful to you. Uh, you can fill out the survey at MaximumFun.org slash ad survey. That's MaximumFun.org slash ad survey. You know what I suggest? What's that? Go to
2: maximumfun.org slash ad survey, fill out the survey, and then go to the Max Fun store and get yourself a discounted Jordan Jesse Go t shirt because what's what do we all need now more than anything? A nice comfy t-shirt. Yeah. Get, get yourself a nice
1: comfy tee. You deserve it. It's more important than ever. Guess what? Uh nobody's gonna understand the reference on it, but it doesn't matter. You're not talking to anybody. No, you're at
2: home. If there's a spouse or a roommate, just explain the reference to them,
1: and then you don't have to do it again. Yeah, or just explain the reference to a pet. Right. If you have a pet in the home, explain the reference to the pet. You're already talking to the pet. Admit it. Yeah.
2: We know. We know know you've got insane. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey, we got something on the Jumbotron, too.
1: Yeah, uh, something for Drew Christensen from Daisy Raymondson. Uh, And this is the message. Hello to my nice husband, Drew. Of all the people I could have been stuck quarantined with, I'm lucky you're the one. Yeah. That's like the most wholesome shit anyone's ever said on Jordan Jussico. Man, yeah,
2: that is a fucking pie cooling on a
1: goddamn (laughs) shit-eating windowsill. And here we are, a couple of 1930s riding the rails hobos to steal it and befoul it.
2: (laughs) Befoul? are yeah. we gonna fuck the pie that's what jason biggs style doing? yeah that's where <laughs> that jason the... biggs got the idea <laughs> wow from watching old hobo footage from no, the thirties? no
1: he was a hobo during the great depression oh
2: huh well i didn't man i it's been a long time since i've seen that movie i just remember him running around to that blink
1: 182 song yeah he was his key was a little older than his character when they made that movie
2: oh i see okay they do that 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 a lot
1: in show business where they'll cast an actor who's a little older than the character you know the character was like a late teens or something
2: yeah i mean it's hard there's like rules with kids on set you gotta have a teacher and stuff so yeah i guess you know for a teenager you can get biggs at the time was like in his mid-70s (laughs) right yes so the pie fucking thing was improvised based on something he saw hobos do.
1: Yeah, and then the, and then those uh, uh, those guys they rewrote the whole damn movie around it. It was one of those on set things. Wow. It was actually a lot of people don't know this, but uh, uncredited Tony Kushner. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Tony Kushner did the rewrite on that. He saw the he saw the dailies where Jason Biggs had used his sense memory to recall how he used to fuck pies back when he was a hobo in the Great mm-hmm. Depression. Right. And then <laughs> Tony Kushner recognized that as a signature possible signature moment for the film, and he wrote, rewrote the whole thing pretty extensively right there on set. Boy,
2: I mean, a lot of people say that his finest work is uh, Angels in America, sure. but not me. Nope.
1: Angels in America is a piece of shit compared to American Pie 1. Well, I would say, I hear that. I know there's a lot of I know there's a lot of Angels in America people. There's a lot of mm-hmm. American Pie 1 people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think some of his best work is in American Pie 5, one of the ones that only has Eugene Levy. <laughs> right, yes, the directed DVD ones yeah. starring Eugene Levy and <laughs> a
2: guy playing Stifler's cousin. <laughs>
1: Okay, if you want to get up on the jumbotron and share a message with somebody, uh, it is—it's—it's uh, 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 it's affordable. It's easy. All you have to do is go to maximumfun.org/jumbotron. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Love you, love you. It's Jordan, Jesse Garn, Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective.
3: And me, John Hodgman, host of the Judge John Hodgman podcast and founder of the one and only Extinct underscore hockey subreddit.
2: (laughs) The creation of a new subreddit. How often often do you get to hear
1: that on a podcast?
3: It's like something that Roy Batty the android would see out (laughs) in space, the birth of a star.
1: It was a real thrill for me. It was like... uh, It was like that feeling you get when you're watching uh, people in a movie solve a crime Mm. and somebody's typing furiously. Right. It gives that feeling. Amazing. Uh, I guess what I'm saying is for a moment, John Hodgman
3: became Justin Long. Right. Uh, extinct hockey now is 24 members by the way so wow. i'm very excited
2: yeah um yeah i mean now now how
1: will where will the darkness lurk in extinct
3: <laughs> so, hockey so far it's just people posting wikipedia pages between uh, the blades uh, for,
1: of the zamboni
3: <laughs> yeah that's right for the for the cleveland barons who played from 1976 to 1978 oh uh for the uh the minnesota north stars uh, they 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 have a great they have a great logo. They they yeah. became the Dallas Stars in 1993, and um, let's see. Uh, this user rope rope erasers. It's really hard to figure out what these people's names are. Asks do minor league teams count? My first hockey-going experience would have been to an Erie Panthers game. Ooh. The logo looked like the logo looks like it was designed by a semi-talented high school student, and it's, <laughs> but I appreciate its bold rejection of capitalization. And sure enough, the logo, Erie and Panthers are both lowercase. Okay. And the Panther itself is not really a Panther. It's more like um, half a Panther. It's very disturbing. <laughs> if you want to check it out? Just go over to subreddit slash r slash extinct underscore hockey
1: uh erie erie's my hometown i grew up watching the erie panthers
3: really wow but they don't so, exist we, anymore right
1: no the erie otters now where where did they play brian at your elementary school <laughs> yeah at the uh the five thousand seat uh arena downtown yeah now we're talking i'm ready for that i minor league hockey count me in you get in there yeah give me a footlong hot dog is arena football still a thing No, Arena Football's over, but there's a new football league that has some L.A. teams. Okay. Yeah, I'm bummed about Arena Football because uh, it combined the brutality of football with the sense assault of going to a basketball game. Right, both. Yeah. Uh, Hey, uh, we got
2: some calls, Brian. Uh, Some people who have given us a call, and now we're going to play them. Yeah.
5: Hey, Jordan, Jesse, Sonny D, and... um Let's see, John Leguizamo. Yeah, close. Uh, This is Joe from New York City. I first started listening to you guys 2006, 2007 when I moved to another country to go to graduate school, get a PhD Uh, through thick and thin. You guys have always been there for me. I really appreciate it. Um, I've been an assistant professor for about nine years and I've been waiting to find out if I'm going to get tenure, which means I get to keep my job. Um, and my chair has just asked me to call him, so uh, I'm gonna call him right now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Hi, now John, it's talking. Joe. Good, how are you, John? Uh-huh. That's very nice to hear. I've been yes. recommended for tenure. Yes! Okay. <laughs> no, no, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, 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 I think that's right. <laughs>
1: Okay, Joe. Get off the phone, Joe.
5: Thank you so much, John. And thank you for all your help making it happen. Come back to us now, Joe. See
1: you later. Bye.
5: All right. Thanks, guys. Uh I'm going to go tell my wife now. Love you.
3: <laughs> oh, Love you wow. too, Joe. Wow. It's a little awkward because uh that's funny because that's the other side of a, a wrong phone call that I got earlier today. <laughs> this guy called. He said, John? I'm like, oh, Yeah. Did I Does make I
2: tenure? You're like, uh,
3: sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm de- I definitely recommend you for tenure. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. Congratulations. How did he do that technically? Does he have two phones? Yeah,
1: everybody, yeah. At Col- every professor at Columbia has two phones. By right. the way, yeah. I've met Joe before. He teaches at Columbia. <laughs> huh.
3: <laughs> yeah, they have to have two phones. You one, gotta have two phones. One for calling podcasts and one for calling profs.
2: Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah. Double life. Totally amazing. Well, hey, you know what they say. Publisher Parish. <laughs> yeah, thank That's you, That's
1: the one thing I know. Thank you. That they say about that thank line you. of work. Hey, Joe, how about getting to work on your syllabus? Right. Okay.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> and teaching all those snowflakes. who yeah. need trigger warnings. Hey,
3: Joe, can we have class outside?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joe, hopefully you're a cool teacher. Sit in the chair backwards. Have class outside when it's nice.
1: Uh can I say uh one thing I know about Joe who I I met I met at some meetups in New York. Mm. Uh he teaches classics, he teaches Latin. Mm. So he's definitely not a cool teacher. 100% no. I'll, Wait a minute. Wh- he isn't that basically doesn't that basically make him the Dead Poet Society guy? It's the the ultimate cool teacher. Oh, I bet he is a cool teacher. Joe, I take it all back. Listen,
2: just wear jeans and a blazer uh you know oxford shirt underneath no tie just show You're it gotta look great
1: just show roll the av card in and show i claudius <laughs> there
3: you go oh yeah if you want to you want to win over some hearts and minds of your students show that i claudius <laughs> also uh, you, know, you could also do like a like a, a plaid shirt with a knit tie that oh would also yeah be very that poppy. would
1: look great that's a perfect idea that's the uh, uh, that's called the uh, adam scott on parks and recreation look
3: sure. there you go yeah of course
1: um. Yeah. Uh.
2: Way to go. I mean, I think can you can you integrate Jordan Jesse Go into your syllabus? I think that's the next
1: challenge. You know, Joe. One time, I know a lot of things about Joe. Apparently. Yeah, clearly, you and Joe are best friends. Joe's big claim to fame is he helped translate the Latin phrases at the, that run in the uh, credit sequence of John Oliver's show.
3: Oh. <laughs> oh. Interesting. Quite a, quite a what is guy. he a professor of Latin phrases? Yeah,
1: Latin phrases. <laughs> well, Latin phraseology is uh, the sure, right. science of Latin phrases.
3: Right. Well, vini, vidi vici, Joe. Sure.
2: Uh, Brian, do we got a new call in there?
3: Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Brian. And I'm going to guess Jamie Loftus. Um, uh, I'm taking a road Oh, it's me, uh, Tyler, uh baseball hero of New Hampshire. I'm taking a road trip, and I stopped. Hold on. Pause and this. Ven-
1: Have we made a decision on whether Tyler is allowed to just give himself a nickname for calling in I I don't I didn't hear the nickname what what did he Baseball call Baseball Hero of New
2: Hampshire okay um well, how did you, do, uh, I I don't recognize this person
1: are Yeah they, uh... we don't know him we don't know this person No but he has given himself a nickname in calling in to us well, Apparently you know our other caller Joe's
2: whole resume yeah, so I
1: assumed are. it's a curriculum vitae but yes or
2: um. All right. Uh. Let, yeah, well. I mean. Let's. Let's. Let's hear the call play out and see if he earns that
1: nickname in any way. He's gonna have to do something heroic. Yeah. Not I mean, that
2: the nicknames on this show have any basis in reality. But,
1: well, what uh, about uh, Kurt Explodo Anderson? That's true. He does. <laughs> he really did love firecrackers when he was a kid. Okay. So
2: some of the nicknames do have basis in reality. Yeah. But uh. Yeah. Let 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 us hear him out. I'm suspicious too, though. I'm. A, I agree with you.
3: Mm-hmm. And I put my dollar fifty in for some Oreos, but uh, you know, the vending machine, the Oreos didn't come out. They were just kinda hanging over the ledge. And I was too shy or conflict avoidant to shake the vending machine or say anything to anyone or ask for help in any way. So now I'm short of dollar fifty and uh short of my sweet, sweet num nums. So uh yeah. yeah. I'm a little bitch boy and I hope you guys have a great day. Uh roll 'em. Love
1: you. Bye. Now he reverse earned it.
2: <laughs> did he say, I'm a little bitch
3: boy? <laughs>
1: no. Did this guy's dominatrix <laughs> tell him to call the show?
3: Baseball here of New Hampshire and little bitch boy.
1: <laughs> He's a little bit short on his num-nums. Ugh. I swear I heard little bitch boy. And I'm, listen. I'm not saying you haven't heard little bitch boy. I'm just <laughs> saying in this call, that phrase did not come up.
2: Okay. <laughs> I... It did seem like he he was he was participating in some voluntary public shaming.
1: Yeah, our segment Moments of Shame. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow, people have been using this to get off this whole time? It's <laughs>
3: <Yeah. laughs> the whole point of Jordan Jesse Go. That's how they get their num-nums now.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean num-nums could be anything. It could be a pack of Oreos from a vending machine or it could be blasting super hard because a podcast is making fun of you
1: i'll tell you this tyler is not in my opinion the baseball hero of new hampshire but i do have a new baseball hero yeah there was this guy who is you know in spring training they have guys who are like on the team Mm -hmm. and then they have guys who are trying to make the team and then they have guys who are around yeah you know what i mean especially at the beginning they're just trying to fill at bats and innings pitched while everybody gets some work in you know what i mean the Giants, my favorite baseball team, have a new guy. And his name is, and he's not a threat to make the team, but his name is Yapsen Gomez. Okay. Yapson Gomez uh, is uh, he's a very good-looking guy, uh, and he's a pitcher, left-handed pitcher. Mm-hmm. And he does a dance before he, and I can only characterize it as a dance, that is so ornate and beautiful that it, almost left me in tears it has jab steps it has shimmies there's a mid knee lift hesitation is this book before he pitches yes this is all part of his pitching motion wow like he he is like he is going like ha, ha. hey yeah oh and there's uh, are there gifs yeah oh there's a gif i'm gonna show you, i'm gonna show you Yapsen. This is my this is my dude now. I'm I'm basically dedicating my life to my man Yapsen, uh, because it is truly the most remarkable thing I've ever seen in my life. And this is a guy who I don't know I feel like Yapsen Gomez should already have been famous for this. That's my feeling about Yapson. But you said he's
2: not he he will probably not make the team.
1: No, no, this is not this he's is a not guy good enough at baseball. He's a 26-year-old who has not played above a single or double A. So mm-hmm. he's he's a ways from he's a ways from the majors. But take a look take a look at my man Yapsin here. Wait, here I go.
2: I'm watching the gif. He's doing a kind of a chicken a chicken thing. There's a like a chicken scratching in the dirt. Yeah. And yeah he's looks like he's gonna pitch, but he's not pitching yet. Legs up. Yeah, I mean that's that's pretty nutty.
1: Does it help does it does he do it to pitch better? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know how much you just it could gotta have. A th- it's just a
2: personal branding thing. You think?
1: Yeah, and he's got and he's got stripy socks too. That helps. Okay. But he goes, goes. Oh yeah! Now I'm a chicken. He's digging in the dirt. Now I'm pointing with my glove towards the ground. Now I'm staring in. Now I'm doing a little dance with my feet, going back and forth, rocking chimmy, rocking chimmy, rocking chimmy. Then when he finally pitches. He holds his knee up like ah. So, yeah, okay. I mean, here we I can't go. be. I mean, obviously, I mean, there's probably a
2: psychological factor. To yeah. the batter who has to watch that
1: yeah i i don't I don't feel like I'm qualified to speak for the entire state of New Hampshire, though it mm-hmm. is a small state mm-hmm. uh but if just one or two New Hampshireites would be willing to accept Yapsen. As their baseball hero, sure. I think that would cover it.
2: Yeah, we'll throw throw the gif up, throw the gif up online,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and then uh, just see if New Hampshire takes it. Maybe we can get the uh, New Hampshire State Chamber of Commerce to tweet about the gif.
1: John, this is a state in New England. Do you think you could you could uh, go around your home region and spread the the good news about Yapson?
3: Yes, <clears throat> I'll I'm, I'll get going right away. Thank you. <laughs> we all will. I'll be a, I'll be a Johnny Yapsen seed throughout <laughs> New England. Just give me like a sixteen millimeter film of whatever it was you were watching, uh, so I can project it in every school hall and church meeting room. Oh, On,
1: onto bedsheets, tacked to walls.
3: Yeah, that's right. From from uh, from Hartford all the way to Bangor.
1: Wait a minute, this isn't Yapsen Gomez. This is a stag film. I've never been to I've never been to New Hampshire. Is it a nice state? <laughs>
3: No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing about New Hampshire is it is uh, it has all the natural beauty of Vermont mm-hmm. without any of the tax revenue because it is a libertarian state. Oh, I didn't it know is, that. And it is more conservative than Vermont, which of course is Bernie Sanders' land. Mm-hmm. And when you drive from Vermont into New Hampshire, you know because the road turns to muck and gravel as soon as you pass uh, the border. And what's in, in uh, really enjoyably weird about them is that they're exactly the same size and exactly the same shape but reversed so one one of them is sort of triangular in one direction the other is triangular in the other direction and they are they mesh together like they're mirror universe doubles of each other oh, or well, like it's,
2: it's like a, a, a bizarro state
3: yeah it's a bizarro state it's a bizarro state to vermont it's great
2: wow but they're yeah. libertarian, so do they like to
3: uh, smoke of the weed? <laughs> I d- that's what's interesting is I don't know, and I'm, I refuse to look up. I refuse to put into my home browser illegal weed, New Hampshire. I don't want those <laughs> words in my history. Yeah, uh, but uh, but it would be it would. I don't know if if weed is legal for recreational use in New Hampshire. It is, is in it, Maine.
1: Is it possible that we could pitch a big league chew for marijuana? <laughs> Edib- like edible marijuana shreds. My my yes. thought is to name it Wacky Tobacky. <laughs> it's right there. I know. <laughs> right. It there. cannot be.
3: It cannot be that you are the first to think of it. And it cannot. And 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 yet I think that we must act on that immediately. And do not <laughs> do not release this podcast until the patent is approved. And I don't even want any part of it. Like it's you. That's all you, Jesse. I mean, if if, if if Wacky Tobacky goes the way I think it will, Jesse Thorne, I think you're going to be able to do five years without a single max fund drive because you're going to be sitting on so, so much, so many gold rings and coins from the bottom of a lake. Just I'm
2: shooting it, for a scepter. Just make sure it doesn't dissolve and then go into your stomach and uh, create a weed tree in your tummy. <laughs> That's the concern. Yeah, well, because
1: then the DEA might raid my tum tum. I would hate that. I'd hate you it if if my DEA, got DEA the DEA up in my guts. I don't need that. <laughs> all up in your guts. I
2: don't need them up in my guts. <laughs> you don't need the DEA in your guts. I don't
3: need that. Them. I need a little, I need a little, I need a little DEA in my gut.
2: <laughs> you know, sometimes you need a little DEA. Just for regularity.
3: Just for a regularity. A little DT,
1: DEA. If you're DTF. <laughs> Who cares, right? Just say stuff. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La,
0: la, 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 la.
2: Video games. Video games.
4: Video games.
2: by me, Kirk Hamilton, me, Jason Shire,
4: and me, Maddie Myers.
2: You can find TripleClick wherever you get your podcasts and listen at MaximumFun.org.
0: Bye!
1: Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective.
3: And I'm John Hodgman. I'm very frustrated with my extinct hockey reddit group
2: no (laughs) no no. you've already turned on them
3: no i'm i'm they're all great look it's a community of 29 and growing
1: 29 (laughs) you already have more people in your (laughs) in your subreddit than we do in r slash r slash (laughs) boz skags.
3: i mean i'm 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 really enjoying democo rope erasers faux realistic uh I can say this on Jordan. Jesse goes sexting on Pinterest. Oh, my great. Oh, look, we just hit 30, 30 members. is fantastic. But the problem is my initial post where I say, my name is John Hodgman. This is a place to discuss the Hartford whalers. And I had a really nice comment thread going with some other friends on uh, extinct underscore hockey. Uh, it won't appear in the community. Like, and I'm the moderator and I keep approving it, but it won't show up. And it just gets unapproved by some, Ghost moderator. Reddit's, so I don't know. Reddit's a little confusing. It's a little confusing, I have to say. But but look, you all of you 30 members of extinct underscore hockey, I'm here for you. I'm going to make this a thing. Hang in there. I'm going to learn how to moderate this Reddit group. It's my new yeah. job.
2: Uh, so this is a very special episode for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. We saw the creation of r slash extinct underscore hockey. Yeah. And uh, Brian uh, has alerted us that there's a very... Uh, a very special new uh, Walton Goggins vodka theme song that a listener has provided. Of course, our- oh. there's two, Jordan. Two? Yeah.
1: Holy shit. Okay, we thought we had left
2: Walton Goggins vodka behind.
1: Yeah, especially when we found out that Walton Goggins was out of the country shooting something, so he couldn't come on Jordan. <laughs> also, he has dignity, so he, couldn't he has come dignity. On sure, uh,
2: but. Uh, you know, based on a writing joke that I can't remember the origin of, people have been recording songs for uh, actor Walton Goggins's uh, uh, brand of vodka. Well, and I think spirits. it's
1: because people are trying to capture the spirit and, right. frankly, the financial success that mm-hmm. came from the biggest hit of the early 21st century, which was the Danny DeVito's Limoncello song. <laughs> of course.
2: Uh, so, Brian, why don't you play? Why don't you play one of those uh, new Goggins jams?
1: That and Old Town Road, probably the two biggest. Town Road.
0: Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and Brian. This is Matt from Florida. I'm a few weeks behind on the podcast, so this is a late entry into the Walton Goggins theme song contest. I'm going to butcher it, but here goes. Drink like a celebrity here in Max Fun. Have a glass or two or three. It's my last one. No beer or truly... Just got to give me goggins. Woo Walton Goggins has a vodka Goggins. Woo Not Danny D or E40, just Goggins Woo To don't throw up, you'll get the stank hair And in the fall watch out for Prank Bear Goggins Woo Walton Goggins has a vodka goggins Woo. Not Danny D or e40 or anybody else but Walton Goggins Woo!
1: yeah it was like a revival meeting. Wow that was great' that was really and a lot of good uh Jordan Jesse go Easter eggs in there yeah he recorded it all in economy class of a United 737. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: true, wow, that was truly amazing. It really um, uh, re- reawoken my passion for Walton Goggins vodka. Yeah, which had which had grown stale. You have to feed.
1: You have to feed the fire, Jordan. You have to. You have to stoke the flame. Yeah, my wife and I have been seeing a couples counselor about that. No, it's nice. Yeah, you know, <laughs> sometimes just life gets in the way. You know, yeah, you got to make time of, for Goggins. Walton Goggins vodka. Brian, there's another one in there. So the, here, so my only okay. critique of that. You have one. a critique. I loved that that one really captured the spirit of Goggins, DuckTales. Anytime the prank bear makes an appearance, I'm always grateful. We love it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, uh, But my dream for this really was I know that there's a lot of bedroom producers Mm. uh, who listen to Jordan, Jesse go, and some pretty major producers, the late Clive Davis. Mm Mm-hmm um who else john ronson <laughs> sure yeah uh charles bronson mm-hmm. um that's the guy from death wish right <laughs> yes
2: <laughs> yeah you produced a lot of those early rush albums yeah a lot of timbaland is a jordan jesse go oh listener. yeah
1: sure uh nelly Furtado. yeah n-e-r-d mm-hmm Nobody ever all... really dies. Right. Not all of NERD. Pharrell doesn't listen, but Shay listens. That's nice. That's the guy who's not Pharrell no, or Chad. The less famous one. Yeah, the Great. guy who's not in the Neptunes but is in NERD. So go to hell, that guy. Brian, is this one gonna have is this one gonna be fully orchestrated?
5: Yeah, so this one's uh pretty this one's gonna deliver. Because the that,
1: thing probably. is is I'm putting together a show for the Hollywood Bowl next summer. Oh yeah? And uh, the L.A. Philharmonic is going to be there, and I just want them to have something to do. Sure. You know, while we sing these Goggins tunes. I just want them standing there. Yeah.
5: I don't know if this guy credits himself, but his name's Nick. Um, Here we go.
2: If Goggins had a drink,
0: what would he be distilling? Do you (laughs) think the sales would make a kill? Or do you think they should have (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, that song was a true
2: that unicorn! Was,
3: wow, that was really good. Wow, that was really
2: good. <laughs> Did he have the woman do Elster doing backing vocals? Is there a Hammond organ in that? Jesus Christ!
1: Oh my God!
2: Wow, way to go! <laughs>
1: You know Goggins from his shows. <laughs> Produced that down at <laughs> down at Fame Studios in Muscle Shoals, Alabama. Very beautiful Full production. Very beautiful.
3: <clears throat> Holy man! I don't. I. I, uh, I. 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 I don't know if this is appropriate or not, and it's certainly not going to be as high production value as that song. But would you guys mind if I offer a little song? We
2: would. I insist you do, John.
3: Okay. <clears throat> I don't sing a lot, so. Walton Goggins. <laughs> Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins has a gin. Juniper rounds out the palate Before Citrus roars back in.
2: That beautiful yeah. and it you know, what I love about that one is that it, it brings it, it brings attention to Walton Goggins' other spirits.
3: Gin. Yeah, I didn't know this guy had a gin he's, as well. I'm very excited about this.
2: He's got a gin, he's got a whiskey. Yeah. Um, I think that's great. And it also, what I also like about it is it really, um, you know, kind of mimicked the experience of drinking gin.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a little, that's a little, oh, my darling Clementine.
2: It was great. And yeah. in the public domain. So we have <laughs> less less chance of getting sued.
3: Well, except for the part about juniper rounding out the palate before citrus come roaring back in. Because that is direct copy from the website for Walton Goggins. (laughs) Is it really? Yeah.
2: yeah. That's really funny. Uh, (laughs) Hey, you know, I think I, John, I, I, I kind of thought that we were, you know, kind of reaching the end of our, of our fun with, with Walton Goggins and his vodka. But I, I think you will probably inspire a lot of listeners to record songs about his other spirits. So I... Officially, want to open this up to songs about Walt Goggins's gin or whiskey. Wow, mm-hmm. um, that makes sense. I'd love to. I'd love to hear it. Um, I don't know if we will have the same level of artistry that we've had with Walton Goggins vodka, but um, I hope so.
1: Yeah, God, that would be beautiful if we did. That would be nice.
2: Uh, I think we've proven uh, today, yeah, beyond a
1: shadow of a doubt, yeah, do we that our the... show should not be supported. <laughs>
2: I was going to say that we have the best listeners in all of podcasts.
1: Because <laughs> they put up with
2: this bullshit. Because they put up with this bullshit. They record beautiful songs about a vodka that does not sponsor us. Yeah. Um, yeah, so all the people who, uh, you know, who, who call in, who record a song, who go to MaximumFun.org slash join, uh, we are very, very thankful.
1: You're the, you're the reason we do this. Yeah. I found, I mean, John, I found your song somewhat moving. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I've, I found that, that second song that we heard pretty profoundly moving. It's beautiful. That was There's incredible. a little tear in the corner
3: of my eye. Yeah. I'm not religious, but I am spiritual, and that really <laughs> spoke to me.
1: <laughs> Brian Sonny D. Fernandez is our producer. You can find us online at uh, MaximumFun.org, on Reddit at MaximumFun.reddit.com. Uh, you can tweet with the hashtag JJGo. We're also on Facebook, where you can like Jordan, Jesse Go, and join uh, the Max Fun Facebook group. Uh, we'll talk to you next week on Jordan Jesse Go.
3: MaxwellFun.org.
0: Comedy and culture. Artist-owned.
3: Audience supported.